You do this job long enough and you're going to hear certain phrases repeated by people when they're criticizing the news, when they're criticizing your job. Fake news is obviously up there in today's world, but that's for another episode. The phrase I'm going to talk to you about actually refers to yesterday's world, my parents' world, my grandparents' world. It's the news world they believe is no longer in existence and they lament having lost. In some aspects, yeah, they're right. The industry has definitely evolved. You don't need to wait for morning papers or the 6 p.m. newscast. Information is delivered faster and on more platforms. There are simply more ways and more options than the big three networks in PBS. Part of the problem, however, is that all those options, not all of them are news. A lot of them are opinion-driven shows that push political ideologies and are masked up to look like newscasts. One of the consequences is completely predictable. The public says they're tired of opinion bleeding into their news. And this is the phrase, or one of the variations that I hear all the time, there's no one left like Walter Cronkite. He never gave his opinion. Walter Cronkite, longtime legendary anchor for CBS Evening News, was famous for a lot of things. Pioneering news anchor. He covered some of the biggest events in U.S. history. Kennedy assassination, the moon landing, Vietnam, Watergate. Big part of his identity, however, was his sign-off. At the end of every newscast, he would say, and That's the way it is. You know, the odd thing is here, people say they want their newscasters to be like Cronkite, not give their opinion, but in a way, he gave his opinion every single night. This is Alone at the Desk with Nick Lefebvre, a podcast about and by an average middle-aged guy who just happens to be a TV news anchor. We talk about the exciting, the boring, and the mundane parts of life, the industry, and life in the industry. Brought to you by 13 On Your Side News in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I completely get why people are upset. I'm upset. I've watched the TV news industry completely overrun with primetime opinion hosts, panels of contributors who do nothing but yell at each other and shill for their parties, local news ownerships that force their local affiliates to run propaganda pieces to push policy and protect or attack politicians. You add to that, Part of the job of some cable entities is to do nothing but rip apart the credibility of genuine news agencies so you never believe them when they report something, however true, about a politician or position which that host favors. It's easy to see, so easy to see, why news consumers, you, the public, are fed up and confused. But let's bring this back to Cronkite. With his phrase, and that's the way it is, he's essentially saying... Everything I just told you is the truth. Now imagine for a second, if any news anchor, local or national, said that today, they would probably be ripped apart because due to all the reasons I mentioned just a moment ago, we as a society cannot agree on what basic facts are anymore. So if a news anchor ends a broadcast and says, everything I've just told you is true, there would be a portion of viewers who basically say, yeah, the hell it is. Let's just take a real-life example. And I know this is probably going to get people angry, but President Trump 
has repeatedly told a lie that President Obama gave Iran $150 billion to appease them when signing a nuclear deal. Again, simply untrue. I had to correct this one just today as of this writing when a viewer put that claim on my Facebook page. I linked right to a factcheck.org article. And right at the top it says, and I'm quoting now, The deal approved by six countries and the European Union gave Iran access to its own frozen assets. The article goes on to say, First of all, former President Barack Obama didn't give $150 billion in cash to Iran. The nuclear agreement included China, France, Germany, Russia, United Kingdom, the United States, and the European Union. So Obama didn't carry out a part of it on his own. The deal did lift some sanctions, which lifted a freeze on Iran's assets that were held largely in foreign, not U.S. banks. And to be clear, the money that was unfrozen belonged to Iran and had only been made inaccessible by sanctions aimed at crippling the country's nuclear program. So that's everything I've taken from that article. Facts. Now, if I go on TV and do a newscast on this very story with these facts I've just mentioned and then end it by saying... And that's the way it is. It would not go over very well with a lot of people because Fox News opinion hosts and other right wing personalities continue to twist the narrative and basically lie. And here's the thing. People watch that. They watch in the millions. Fox News is and has been the number one cable news network for a long time. Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson are the two top or two of the top hosts on cable TV. This happens on the other side as well. I'm going to give you two examples of Democrats not wanting to believe the truth. Barack Obama was given the PolitiFact lie of the year for Obamacare when he said, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. While he was in office, I had viewers and Facebook followers tell me all the time, he didn't lie, he didn't lie, he didn't lie. He did lie. Or at the very least, and this is giving him as much benefit of the doubt as you can, he was simply wrong, horribly wrong. And another one that has come up frequently because we're in the middle of impeachment, uh, Democrats like to say that Bill Clinton did not perjure himself. He absolutely perjured himself. There's no getting around that fact. You may not like what he was being asked. You can say the entire Whitewater investigation that led into a sex scandal wasn't ethical. But when he sat down and took an oath to tell the truth, he lied. So two things are obvious. First, society is watching programs that reinforce what they already believe. People don't want to learn things anymore. And two, they're criticizing legit newscasters for injecting their own opinion when they're actually not doing so. And they're doing it because honest news people are being conflated with opinion hosts. Those opinion shows, again, they look and sound like legit news. And when you're working 40 hours a week or more, raising your family, who has time to tell them apart? I understand how hard it is. It was easy back in the day. He had Cronkite, Roger Mudd, John Chancellor, David Brinkley. That's about it. And there was no cable, no internet, certainly no Netflix. It was the habit of nearly everyone in the country to sit down and watch the evening news as a family. Everyone's being given largely the same honest facts every single night. And we agreed as a country what the truth was. Maybe partly because there were so few options and they were all saying the same thing, but we believed what we were being told. And if you go back and you check those facts and what you were being told, 
local news was right far, far, far more than they were wrong. And that's still the fact today. Now, I could write a thesis on how that trust in news was lost. I highlighted some at the top. Ultimately, slowly but surely, the American public lost confidence in many major institutions, government, law enforcement, news media. We became, rightly and wrongly, more skeptical as a society and worse cynical. And now in today's internet world with partisan hosts and pundits screaming from all over the political spectrum that the other side is lying to you, people are just tuning us out as a whole. And by whole, I mean the entire media complex, honest journalists included. Situation is complicated by the fact that any mistake that is made by reporters, and they will be made because we're human, any mistake that's made is recorded and blasted out as though it were the norm and not the exception. The truth is, when journalists make mistakes, we pay for them. We are reprimanded severely. First-time offenses can mean you get fired depending on how big that mistake is. Funny, I don't see politicians losing their jobs when they make a factual error. Now, I'm not looking for sympathy, but even truthful stories, truthful stories get called fake news now just because someone doesn't like what the facts say about them or their candidate or their position. We are under assault for the truth as well as for our mistakes. Now, don't get me wrong, the adversarial nature of news and politicians, it's always existed. Go read what some of the founders thought about their press coverage. Even they thought it was unfair, but they knew it was necessary because they didn't trust themselves, let alone the people who would come after them. They didn't trust people in power. That's why they enshrined the free press in the very First Amendment. And they did it not so we could take you to the cat parade at the local mall. They certainly didn't do it so we could act as a stenographer and tell you everything good that any particular politician was doing. They did it so we could hold people in power accountable. They did it so we could tell you when they were lying, when they became corrupt. That's what Cronkite did. He did it his whole career. The difference then was people actually believed him. And when he did give his opinion, specifically in his famous commentary on Vietnam, it carried monumental weight. For it seems now more certain than ever that the bloody experience of Vietnam is to end in a stalemate. But it is increasingly clear to this reporter that the only rational way out then will be to negotiate, not as victors, but as an honorable people who lived up to their pledge to defend democracy and did the best they could. The job we do today and the reason we do it is no different than the job Mr. Cronkite did. The tools we have, those are certainly different, but our purpose remains the same. To ask questions, to get answers, to bring you the truth as best we know it to be. And that's still the way it is. This has been Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave. If you would like to hear more of our podcasts, just go to 13onyourside.com slash podcasts. You can also search Alone at the Desk on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.